The Colonel Podcast. Hosted by Noah Norton. All right, Jason, I'm here. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Uh, great to see you. I can't see you, actually. This screen only works one way, but I hope it's good to see me because I am feeling the energy. Great uh, great to have you here. Hope you're enjoying your week. Um, wow, a lot of things have happened. A lot of stuff's happening this week, so without further ado, let's get into our quick bite section. Let's pop it, lock it, butter it down. All right. Christopher God King Nolan is officially moving to Universal. I mean, th- this is huge. U- Universal is officially the best studio in Hollywood, in the world. I mean, I-, I don't follow Bollywood, but presumably this is far beyond anything happening over there. Uh, Warner Brothers, it, it, you burn yourself to the ground. You have no purpose in being around anymore. There's nothing you can do. We might have just seen Warner Brothers walk out on billions and billions of dollars. I've never seen a company like want to fail this badly. You know, it's like when you're watching a team intentionally lose at football so they can get a higher draft pick. But there's no higher draft pick, Warner Brothers. All that's going to happen is you're going to get sold to Universal, and Christopher Nolan's still going to own your ass. From from my uh, my own estimations, uh, the future Tenet franchise that's worth over six billion dollars. So, I mean, what they're missing out on is astronomical. Uh, you're not going to see a crumb of that money, WB. I mean, looking forward, this also gives a, a, a chance for Nolan to uh, write and direct and finally fulfill that dream of making a Fast and the Furious movie. I, I mean, to them, if I'm Universal, you, you have to be, like, brain dead <laughs> to not just hand the keys, <laughs> car, hand the keys over to Christopher Nolan right now. Like, I, I don't see why you wouldn't. He, you're gonna you're you you have an amazing opportunity here. This is so exciting for Universal. We've heard like some some of the things that are the rumblings about like a movie. Apparently, he's making a movie um, uh, circling around uh, the development of the atom bomb. Um, and I just think with that with that that trust and that influx of money that uh, uh, Universal has, I mean, he likes using practical effects. He might just drop a bomb on some random city and just he might he might nuke a city just to get that footage. I mean, we all freaked out about the airplane scene in uh, Dark Knight Rises. We might see an actual nuclear launch for film. I think that's exciting. That is exciting. I don't care if it blinds me from detonation in the theaters. What a way to go out. I, I have nothing but positive things to say about this. Imagine imagine this 70-millimeter IMAX footage of a nuclear explosion. I mean, who doesn't have chills both of the horrors of uh, nuclear detonation, but also just the excitement that that, that this free reign is going to bring. I, I I can't say enough positive things about this. What a win for cinema. Uh, okay, so moving on here, uh, Sony's marketing team is struggling to create a poster for Spider-Man No Way Home 2021. Um, it, this is due large part to the high secrecy of the film. It's putting a lot of strain on Sony's graphic designers, it, it, causing a frenzy over there. Um, an anonymous Sony graphic designer was reported saying, we might just have to use the Far From Home poster and just invert it and give it a quick recolor. To me, you know, as, as an artistic person who would hate to have this free reign taken away, Sony, throw these guys a bone. Uh, you know, at, at least give them a side profile of James Franco or something. Uh, you, this this poster could be an absolute disaster, you know. And, and, and obviously we want the secrecy, but, you know, can't we tease a little bit of Tobey Maguire... Returning to the black suit, dancing in the streets. Can we get Andrew Garfield holding the crushed skull of Gwen Stacy? You know, give us a little something to work with here, you know? I, I think that'd be kind of interesting. Um, and then also, yeah, can we also have a scene in the movie where Tom Holland finally has sex? 
he and Zendaya are all but begging to have that in the movie. So, Sony, we know it's coming. Help a help a graphic designer out, you know. All right, moving on here. A uh, Soldier Boy to replace Billie Eilish for No Time to Die 2021. Uh, now this is because if you're not giving up, she's been canceled indefinitely for dating a bad guy. All right, ironic twist for her, but uh, yeah, she's dating a kind of controversial figure right now. So the Bond producers are moving quickly to replace her song before the film's October eighth release date. You gotta imagine this is difficult in this modern cancel culture era. How quickly these producers have to work uh, to salvage a film. And, and I'm guessing Soldier Boy must have caught the eye of Bond producers with his recent hit Rick and Morty. Now, if you don't know, it goes a little something like this. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick, 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 Rick and Morty. It's a bop. It's a really good song, objectively. Um, so, yeah, that I think that's what caught their eyes. So they're going to have to move fast on this. If I had to guess, it probably the song would probably go a little bit like, James Bond up in this hole, watch him drift and watch him roll, watch him shoot those bad guys and goal, finger going to get killed. I, you know, something like that. So it's going to be very tonally different than what we've already seen with Billie Eilish. But, you know, that doesn't always make it a bad thing, you know? Yeah. Soldier Boy, No Time to Die, 2021. Give it a listen. Give it a watch. Uh, moving on here. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, 2021, has been delayed to 2023. Um, this is in response to fan backlash over uh, Ben Platt's physical appearance. Um, a lot of fans said he has the face of a forty-year-old man. I, this is this is this one. This isn't really that fair to him. If you don't know, he's twenty-seven years old. This is a little harsh. You know, it's a little harsh. I mean, we've seen movies where people have played younger before. This isn't too crazy to me. I think this is way too out of line with the criticism. Twenty-seven years old isn't too old to play a high schooler. I mean, I'm not twenty-seven, but I just dated a high schooler last year. Okay, before I get old, she was a senior, okay, and she looked older. All right, before we get in this whole sort of, not to get into it, but um, yeah, there is a, uh, it is legal matter involved. But uh, the CGI um, will be used to de-age Platt's face, and I think they're going to be adding acne, which, you know, if you know the industry, how long that takes to de-age and add acne, that's going to be about two years, so... Unfortunately, I feel bad for Ben. You know, you hate to see this sort of criticism. You know, prom was fun. Prom was fun. You know, I went for the first time in eight years to prom again, you know, um, with my ex, um, who should be graduating, I think, this May. But it was fun. It was a great time, you know. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. It was just, it was a good time. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on here. Uh, we're going to go into our break real quick. So uh, um, we're going to take a second. Uh, please enjoy this advertisement. And when we get back... Quick reviews. All right, stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves. Okay, cool. I hope you enjoyed that little uh, advertisement. Uh, so now we're going to get into our quick review section. And our quick review section, if you don't know, all right, our quick review section is where I kind of break down some of the things that have come out this week, some of the things going on. Um, and we sort of just go over, you know, like, was it good? Was it bad? What we think? 
do I recommend this? Do I not recommend this? And I know that you fervently watch because you you, you want to know what I'm thinking. So um, let's get right into it. Uh, first off, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings 2021. Great action. All right. The, the hand-to-hand combat was uh, superb. And um, as someone who has a lot of experience in all sorts of combat situations, um, I mean, just, I mean, just, you know, just come on, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I've been in my share of scraps. So, uh, yeah, I know good hand-to-hand combat when I see it. And, and throughout the, throughout the whole film, I was superbly impressed by the hand-to-hand combat. Um, I will say if I have any criticism of this movie, uh, aside from them not finding a way for Scarlett Johansson to be involved, um, cause I mean, she could have played one like his sister or something, you know? So that's obviously a misstep. Um, but, but I was, I was really expecting Mephisto to be the main villain. So I was, I was surprised. I was shocked when he won it, when he wasn't in it at all. You know, it just seemed like kind of, this was a Mephisto movie. You see all the punching and kicking. You expected some Mephisting in there. It just didn't happen. So, um, you know, maybe he'll be the villain in Eternals 2021, you know, be kind of fun. Yeah, overall, great movie. Go see it. All right, uh, moving on. He's all that 2021. There was no chemistry between Addison Rae and, and uh, Tanner Buchanan. I said it. I, I criticized it for the moment that that came out. I was like, I was like, there's no shot, no chance. Why do producers just not not see it, right? Like, I, as you all know, I have done numerous self-tapes. I'm, I'm self-proclaimed um, film auteur. Um, I'm a writer director and and I could be an actor, you know, if you're considering anyone from a role, definitely check me out. But why why was I not opposite Addison Ray in that movie? The chemistry would have been so much better. I could have fixed all the problems. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is believable. It is. Like I could be I, I, Addison and I are Okay, she's incomparable. But like, come on. You know, I have a shot. It stinks. Another gripe I had with the movie, no Dixie D'Amelio cameo. I mean, we, we got a we got a Courtney Kardashian, but we didn't get a Dixie. I even and I even waited. Like I literally waited the whole way. Like it's a Marvel movie. I waited through the whole end credits expecting a cameo or something. There was nothing. So wholesale disappointing. Uh, it's a terrible movie. Addison, please unblock me. Like, you know. Let's give a guy a chance. All right, moving on here. Uh Candyman twenty twenty one. It's a good film. Go see it in theaters, you know, support theaters, all right? I don't care if you're coughing, wheezing, you feel like you have a, a dry cough and a high fever. Go to the theater, like, interact with people, have a good time. Um, I guess the only the only critique I have about the movie is it, it was boring as hell. That's the only critique I have. Um, I love that they bridged it into the dark universe. Uh, I know a little spoiler warning next time, Noah. You know, Noah, you just spoiled the movie for me, but... You know, they all died. It, it, it's really, it was really exciting. Uh, the marketing team missed an opportunity by not outright saying, no, this is a dark universe movie. You know, um, Tom Cruise shows up at the end of the movie kind of vis-a-vis Nick Fury to Iron Man. Um, and if you're a regular around here, you, you know I'm a huge fan of the dark universe. I, I love the dark universe. I, I think it has the potential to rival the Avengers. It certainly can surpass Justice League with that horrible Snyderverse cut. It's it's just such a complete universe, um, and and I'm still waiting on that Johnny Depp Invisible Man film. I just retcon Invisible Man 2020 and lock Amber Heard up and start shooting the movie. You know, uh, like let's Candyman, you're in the dark universe. Mummy in the dark universe. Let's get the Invisible Man there next. I think that'd be a great one. Um, and then also a Phantom of the Opera film. 
after that too. I think that'd be kind of fun as well. So just something to think about. Uh, Candyman, it's fine. It's boring. It's good. Go see it. Finally, in our quick review section, uh, the Demelio show episodes one and two. It, it's a new Hulu show, and it's a very insightful look on the lifestyle of social media influencers. Um, let's let's face it, I could relate a lot. You know, I know you only see this side of me when I'm in front of the camera, but I lead a lifestyle very similar to these um, Demelios, the Pauls. You know, like that's that's me. I um, I take a lot of tips from them. I'm sure. They take a lot of tips from me, um, just kind of how I live my own life outside of this. And, you know, once I hit 124 million followers, uh, it's good to just see how they, like, you know, how to be prepared for that sort of thing. I know we're not necessarily close to 124 million followers, but from all I've heard, the first 14,000 is usually the most difficult, and it's kind of smooth sailing, like, uh, upward from there. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of personal about the channel. I don't like talking about the channel and growing it, all that sort of stuff, you know because you come for film reviews, but just know when I'm incredibly rich and famous um, that I I will almost certainly forget about you because I don't even know you to begin with. So, you know, you don't really matter to me. Oopsie. You know, like, come on, I'm a fucking star. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, Okay, and to round out our episode today, um, we're going to go into one of our favorite sections. We know you love this section. I love this section because sometimes I don't even know it uh, until I find out about this, and then it's great. We have a great research team here. Um, so, yeah, going into this, it's, it's, it's our Did You Know section. And if you don't know, our Did You Know section is a deep dive into film knowledge and trivia that won't be found on IMDb, all right? So, did you know the city of Los Angeles was constructed for La La Land 2016. Director Damien Chazelle took on the huge task of creating over 200 years of lore to create this rich backstory for the film La La Land 2016 and this fictional city of Los Angeles. Very interesting. Uh, We don't as of yet know where the name Los Angeles came from, um, but as someone who has a little precursory understanding of Los Angeles... Uh, loss meaning lost, Angelus meaning uh, scrotum. It's the lost scrotum uh, would be my guess. Um, and that has to do with the arid climate that around the area. Okay. Um, well, as always, I'm No Norton. Go follow, us, go follow our Instagram account. Go follow us on TikTok. And uh, we'll see you again soon. All right, bye.